You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. What's going on? Jackie Fabulous here. You are back with another episode of Relatable. This is a special episode. I'm going to tell you why. I've had nothing but women so far. I wasn't trying to make it a female uh, podcast, but I've asked several men and they've been like, girl, I got you. And then nothing. Or the schedule conflict, I or I didn't want to ask them because I figured they were busy. So I have my first boy. Can you say boy? I know we can't say boy now because the world is fucked up. But I got my first man, I male. Feel, I feel very me too right now. Peeing standing up. The first peeing standing up guest. Very good friend of mine. We're actually really close. Nobody knows this because he's an asshole. And it keeps a secret that he likes me so much. But we are so close. He is a headliner that travels the world. He's been doing comedy since Soupy Sales. He's one of the most underrated, uh, slept-on comics, in my opinion, and many others. Please give it up for my guest, Dr. Maranzio Vance. Hey, boo! I wish I was a doctor. I wouldn't be here. (laughs) You see what Matt Eisman's a doctor, and he's still doing stand-up. Who? Matt Eisman, the the host of American Ninja Warrior. Is Matt a doctor? He's a licensed physician. Here's the crazy part. I've known Matt 10 years, didn't know this motherfucker. He don't tell nobody, but whenever I see him, I'm like, hey, I got this rash. I need for you to help me out. I respect Matt even less now. Why? Because he don't even have to do comedy. (laughs) Wait, can you turn I feel like Jay-Z, but not really. Can you turn my mic up? I can't hear my ears. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm talking to myself like you usually do at home. Can you? I hear some. I hear some. Okay, there we go. Yes, it's a little bit better. So, yeah, thank you for doing my podcast. Thank you for being here. I know you're really busy. I appreciate I, I you. The, I saw the uh, the female guest you had. I was like, okay, they're doing a little lifetime podcast okay, for women. Fuck you. I'm not lifetime. Don't okay. demean me just oh, the we, lifetime. We? We. Well, I'm a little bit of Paramount Network, too. Oxygen? Yeah. Paramount is not women network. It used to be Spike. It did. Yeah, now it's Paramount. But that's not, you're not Paramount. I'm a little bit of OWN. You're a little bit of HBO. You're TV land. I'm like Big Little Lies on HBO. I'm I'm everything, Ronzio. Thanks for coming, though. Some questions for you. I got a lot of questions. Usually I do your podcast, which is called Just Killing Time. How long is this podcast? How, about one hour, but you know, you talk a lot, so it could be longer. No, we don't have to do an hour. What? You can leave whatever the fuck you want. Okay. Yes. Okay, because you're about to get a hot 20. <laughs> Here's a podcast called Just Killing Time that I've done a thousand times. And uh, where can you find it? What's it? Uh, Pod Bean? What is it? It's on Pod. Look, just. Where is it located? iTunes. iTunes? It's really? iTunes. It is on iTunes. It's always been on iTunes? Day one. You know what? Your consistency, first of all, I admire how you are. Maranzio is the kind of person who used to put out content all the time. He did not care if anybody clicked on it, watched it, knew about it, and a nigga would have a different sketch or whatever online. And I'm like, is anybody watching these? Are you doing them at home in your bathroom? He, consist- he is a teacher of consistency. How many ep- uh, episodes have you had of your podcast so far? 200-something. Two- what? Really? My, I was inconsistent with the podcast because uh, I did my podcast – Right after Bill Burr got his, like once I figured out what Bill Burr was doing, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do a podcast. So yeah, I was a black, I was the first black male comic to have a podcast. Are you sure that is a, a I, very serious stat to commit to? I would listen, and I'll fight anybody who says I wasn't. Really? I'm dead ass in the ass. world. In the world. How do you know this? Because Aisha Tyler was the second black person to have one. In the. <laughs> As you take a bite of an apple. I'm dead sure. In the whole world. How you, this is very hard to verify. How are you sure about this? 
here, but I, I know. So am I the third black person to have a podcast? Just uh, say yes. Help my ego. I need. I am vulnerable right now. Just say yes. I'm the third one. Anyway, so you've had all these episodes, and sometimes he ain't got no guests. He'll go on. He'll go on and just rant about sports. His, I know his left I testicle to myself because I know what the fuck I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> he does a thing called what is it called? Talking to a brick wall that I used to watch. I used to do that. It turned the, the the world turned me into a meme. Into a meme, yeah. Yeah, nigga. You did that to yourself. If you're well, gonna film yourself talking to a brick wall, you made your own meme. Okay. If you Google guy talking to the brick wall, uh huh, I come up. It's you. Okay. He's the very funny. Part is, don't nobody know it's me. How how they not know it's you? Everybody don't know I'm a comic. Everybody like who? Your uncles? The world. Well, nobody knows that I'm a comic. You got to get out there. I'm saying the yeah. meme is more popular than I am. Oh, they don't. Oh, they're thinking it's a black man with an attitude that's got a gripe. Well, and they, they, they hate Masons. <laughs> well, they don't know that. Oh no, he actually is working, and this is part of his job. He's not working at like AT and T and then going home to the brick wall and pressing play and just complaining. My meme has been in other countries. <laughs> More Speaking, countries than I have. How long have you been doing stand-up? I want to know your first show. When did you realize? Did you go to college? Is it out of high school? Did, were you a comic in North Carolina? He's from North Carolina. If you don't know that, you can't. You should be able to hear the Carolinas. Every now and then when he talks, slaves fall out of his mouth. It's not that bad. His southern accent. If you were to get a job, a booking for a movie or a TV show as a regular American dude, you would need a speech coach. That's how okay, much of an accent you have. There's corn in your backpack. Cotton in your pockets, besides the the cotton shorts What's you have on. Ari. Ari, Ari, did she bring me on this bitch to insult me? <laughs> so did you? I gotta take it because we're in this Me Too environment now. So yep. it's kind of like you gotta let women fucking bitch bend over. Like, like they ain't been. First of all, let me just say this. Yes. This whole Me Too thing. Yeah, I get it. You do. I, you sh- you should. I fucking get it. You got anything from the past you want to let go now? No, because you know why? What? Because I don't like women enough to harass them. Harass physically or just verbally? Either way. Anyway. I don't. My ego won't allow me yeah. to pump your head up any more than what I need it to be to get what I want. You have told me maybe once since I've known you, good set. I've known you for a decade. You complimented me twice. Okay. And I'm used to that. And this is true. <laughs> He's not making shit up, people. If, he, if you won a contest or a pageant, he would walk by you and be like, ah, you did your thing. Which is so fucking ambiguous. It don't mean that you did a good job. Why, why, is, it my, <laughs> why is it my job to pump your ego? It's not your boy. If you have friends, as friends, you have to help each other. You, know, not, what I, you know what word I hate? What? I hate the word proud. Why? See, I, I'm already, you hear I'm tired already, guys? You've been here seven listen, minutes. Listen to this. Yes. This is why I hate the word proud. Why? Because when somebody comes up to you and say, hey, I'm proud of you. Yes. That means in their mind, they had a expectation of you. That you, you should reach. You exceeded. Expect, you exceeded my yeah. expectation. Yes, I'm proud of you, bitch. I don't live for you. <laughs> but every, as people of color, everything we do, it, it it draws the whole. I'm proud of you because just do shit. they don't expect that us just, to do anything. You know what? Just what? do shit. Okay, but you can still but say good say, job. You can't say and, and for people of color to be like, uh, we proud of y'all. Or y'all like it's like motherfucker. Uh-huh. I could have done this if you didn't make it. Impossible for me to be a part of. It. <laughs> Speaking of that, there was a tweet. Some uh, somebody, Marcella Arguello. I can't really pronounce it properly. I'm sorry, babe. No, so one a white guy said, "I don't understand why this. We need this inclusion of comics of color in a show. 
how does that help comedy? Funny is funny. And she was like, because, motherfucker, you don't know what it's like to be told you can't be a part of something forever. It's like affirmative action now. This is it's, What's happening now is comedy, affirmative action. And in my opinion, I'm like, look, I don't care how I get in. Just let me the fuck in. Okay, so Eliza Slushin did, did that show where she just wanted all females at the show. Yes. The fuck is that about? She didn't want... Well, a lot of she comics... She didn't want men at the show. She wanted all-woman show. On the show? That happens No, all- in the crowd. Oh, and she realized she couldn't do that because legally... She did it. She, she did, did it, though. And men were mad. But at yeah. the end of the day, I'm like... Who gives a fuck that who's in the audience that she don't want you at the show? Oh, yeah. Why? Why wouldn't most men be like, good, good, especially for Eliza? Yeah. I'm not rushing to see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. I'm not like, ooh, Eliza's going up and laughing. I need to get out my bed and rush down there and see what new hot <laughs> shit she's doing. The opinions of the guests on this podcast do not, do not reflect, reflect those of the Laugh Factory or Jackie Fabulous. Or Jackie Fabulous. OK, just so we know. But, but I, no, it's like she had a show, and this man was like, I'm going to sue. Why waste your money yeah. and litigations trying to argue about the fact that some chick that you really don't want to see don't yeah. want you someplace? Because usually when, you don't, when you're told you can't have it, you're like, fuck that, I want it, let me sue. Well, that's what civil rights is. Well, you never wanted it in the first place. How's that with civil rights? Because white people would have a problem with us. Or any race yeah. of that matter. Yeah. If, if you didn't put a sign up saying, this is just for us. <laughs> Half the shit y'all do, we don't want to do anyway. Yeah. We just do it because you don't want us to do it. That's true. All all your sports, all Civil your extreme rights. sports, I don't want to do any of that. First of all, let me what? just say this. I had to read this right Did you start right. stand-up comedy in North Carolina? Look, see how he's taking over? It's not I'm your podcast. Saying, all I said was. What? All I was about to say was. Yes. Ain't no sex. Mm-hmm. It's just like civil rights. What? You don't really want to fuck a woman in the ass but you want to because she don't want it How, what is it yeah because guess what? what i don't want to join a country club with a whole bunch of stuffy ass white people and some white women that smell like the bottom of a purse all right hey check and hey the, man you asked me a question i did you can't you can't <laughs> curb me first of all anal is fantastic motherfucker go ahead uh I don't want to be a part, especially when you hit a motherfucker with dudes. Like, oh, I gotta pay five hundred dollars a month. Yeah. To come eat shrimp. What? What the fuck are you talking about now? At a country club. The correlation. Oh, you didn't say country club. I did. You Ira did? did not say country club. Who's Ira? His I name mean, was Ari. Ari. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ari. Ari, come in here. You can come in and be a part. Ari. I told him to come sit with us. Yeah, so Ari is is the head of the podcast studio for the Laugh Factory. He got hired for a job that I suggested they create. I didn't want to steal the show because so uh, I'm because such he, a great guy. Because he has a tendency to bogart every room he walks into, so I had to, you know, that's why I'm like, please come in. I need your energy because he'll suck it out of me. <laughs> did you start standing up in North Carolina? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Out of high school? Did you go to college? Did you ever have a regular job? I started when I, I started when I was 13. 13 yeah see that's how long that's way longer than you've been an adult yeah and all the way through until your age now you've been doing stand-up i have been depressed since i was 13 now why you say you've been doing it for 16 17 18 years when it's been 37 because no one gives a fuck everybody cares this is why i'm glad look 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 everybody every 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 young black comic is a phenom nick cannon started he was 15 well we know that i'm not gonna say it sorry nick cannon started he was 15 (laughs) yeah byron allen did the Tonight Show when he was 17. Like, no one gives a fuck. Okay, the new his... one's uh, Malcolm Hatchett. You guys know him? Who's that? He's no. the new black phenom. He's from New he's from North Carolina. Is he 17? Because they, 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 they're grabbing the these jail baits city. now. He's the new Gerard Carmichael. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, first of all, I'm not going to ask you questions and you're going to ask me why I'm asking. I've never seen him perform. And then tell me after every question you don't want to answer because nobody cares. Just answer the goddamn question. Just because everyone's talking about him. He's just kind of blowing up really fast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You were a comic in North Carolina at 13. Where were you performing? For your babysitter? Um, I did plays. You were acting in plays. I was doing plays like these little, like these chitlin circuit plays. Like really? Dear Mama God, please send me a man. <laughs> Barbershop. I need my shop. I need my man by the gospel. Black of the berries, sweet. Like when you were th- not when you were a teenager, you were doing those plays. Really? And then they would let me open up the show with stand up. Oh my God! Is there any footage of that? Nope. God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you do that for? Um, I started doing plays when I was fifteen. I, I um, I did a I did a, a performance mm-hmm. at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte. Okay. On prom night. Who's prom night? A prom night. My girlfriend at the time she was a year older than me. Okay. And I went to her prom, and right. the city of Charlotte offered comics. I mean, uh, not comics. Fuck. Offered uh, the teenagers to come to the Laugh Factory. Yeah. Versus going to a hotel or to a party. When was this? Drunk. What year was this? I ain't saying the na- the numbers. I'm saying you said the laugh factory. It's a long fucking time oh, ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Comedy store. Oh, yeah, I was like, what? Comedy store. God, bitch, hold up. Comedy zone. <laughs> Comedy zone. Let me let me get let me let me fix this right. Okay. When I was in high school, yes, kids would go to parties, get drunk, yeah. hotels. They didn't want that to happen. Yes. So the city was like, hey, instead of going off, divert them and fucking your prom date or you know <laughs> as God drunk, in- as God intended, and God intended like. <laughs> Especially if you done spent all this money on this bitch. Uh, you got all all y'all kids come to the Comedy Zone uh-huh. and we'll have comics and punch and popcorn for you. Yeah. And we opted to go do that. Yes. But we didn't go because we were like, oh, I'd already fucked this bitch. I was so, about to say, most of the time, the sex is already gone down. The fact, the fact that I, I think I'm more annoyed now that I spent as much money as I did for an occasion to impress somebody that I'd already fucked. Okay, hold on. Pay, wait, the way prom works, the the male prom date is not pay, What are you buying? My the girl's parents buy the dress and all that stuff and we the limo. Car. You why it's not a wedding where you marry you what you're describing to me is your wedding. Car, tuxedo, yeah. got to take you out to eat. Got to pay tickets for the prom. That's parents' job, not no, you. What parent the fuck you talking about? A prom is yes. is, is a Luxury option, and the parents pray for that. Not, not what country? But how are you paying for? Are you sixteen? You had jobs. What the fuck? I understand you have jobs, <laughs> but that's not the way it works in America. The no, man- it doesn't. It does work that way. In it America. depends on what neighborhood you grew up in. And, it depends on what know, neighborhood you grew up in. It depends are. on who your parents yeah. are. I'm from the south. My parents bought my dress, bought the car. Your girl. Oh, you're a yes. little princess. Okay, you're well, a little that's princess. clear. Yes. Guy, not for guys. No. What the fuck? So you bought a, but you bought your own tux. I bought my own tux. They gotta buy this bitch a flower to put on her shirt. Okay, well that's nine dollars, nigga. Just take it easy with the fucking cheap <laughs> Wait, ass. Nine dollars in high school. Is <laughs> yeah, a lot of money. sixteen year old. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of five money. Bucks <laughs> then too. That's 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 like three meals. And you bought your own suit. Bought my own suit. Did you, did you rent a car um, or a limo, or whatever? I uh, I didn't want to drive my mother's car. I drove my uncle's car. Okay, so you didn't spend no money on her. Why are you putting it on her? You didn't spend shit on her. I fed her. You what? I fed her. At that time, what? Chicken fingers? Or fucking no, chicken what nuggets? No, we're talking about prom is like... I know. We would go Red Lobster or like some fancy... like real, <laughs> This is the only time you saw children At eating, Red Lobster? Eat, no, eating with adults uh-huh. in, a, in a like professional setting. Why, and you, why do you think you deserve sex? Because you feed a bitch. 
you also, are a grown ass. You still yeah, sick that? I don't think. I don't think you deserve to eat because I want sex. What? Right? You know. No, take take the the food and the money out of it. Hurt. You're supposed to have sex on prom. That's like yeah, the stereotype. Yeah, and that is the way the Lord so, intended. So I guess that. He should that. have sex just for that because it's prom and he's taking this girl. And to prom. the girl is as horny as the boy is. We're not gonna act like she's like he took it from me. First no, bitch, you handed it to every him. Every woman is hornier than the boy. In life. In life. For the rest so of the our lives. So the fact that I even have to fucking talk you into doing something you don't that have you to talk. want to do. <laughs> Is annoying as a motherfucker. Okay, first of all, okay, I'll, I'll explain why that is the way it is. I think I know me, why they stopped Let me finish a goddamn sentence. Need to be validated. It's not validation. Every woman, every female, our, one of our number one fears is the fear of seeming like a hoe. All the time. Every girl from age, whatever, puberty hits to my age, we are always afraid to be like, wanna, yes, I do. We're afraid to admit <laughs> That we want to do it as much as you do because we don't want to give you the impression that we're number one easy. So food is a buffer. Fuck the food. I don't got. By the time if I'm gonna if I'm going out to fuck, I ate already because I want to get carved up and want to get my energy going. <laughs> I'm not gonna save. I'm, you're, not, you're not gonna catch me hungry on fuck night. Okay, you come pick me up. I've already had a full meal. I'm hydrated because women who know who they are are ready to have sex. The dinner is the buffer, meaning it's the it's the foreplay. Social, it's, social it's, foreplay. It's, 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 the, it's the, I just can't give it to you. You got to do something. Well, why should we just hand it to you when you why ain't do shit? Hand, why should I just hand you my fucking dick? Because it's useless without, if it's not in me, what is it for? Guess what? Regardless, if you ever fuck again, yes. another human being, uh-huh. you can still come. If I never All fuck day. another bitch ever again, yeah. I can still come. So we technically don't need each other. <laughs> we just like to have something. It's, to, called, it's called companionship, first exactly. of all. And every human desires that. Not every human. Okay, you're the only one that I've met literally in my adult life who does not give a shit about companionship. I don't. And you're going to die alone, and I understand that. Yeah, it's cool. I got a PlayStation. I, or whatever PlayStation. Nigga, when you're 90 out. and you have arthritis, you're not going to be able to handle the controllers. By the time I'm 90, uh, technology will be so advanced that I can play the video game with my mind. Why do you put something? Sex is so fantastic. It is. When both people are like, I'm ready, you ready, I'm sex ready, you ready. Fa- sex is fantastic. Yes. When you take out the entitlement aspect of it. Well, it's not entitlement. You know what is. it is? You don't think women are queens. So you don't have, that's why you call it I entitlement. Do. My mother is you a queen. Well, are my mother's a queen too, but the bitches you want to fuck aren't queens to you. They haven't proved themselves yet. Prove ourselves what? I let you talk to me. What the fuck you mean, queens? I let you talk to me. That's the thing. You think we're equal in that regard we and are. we're not. No, no, no. Guess Here's, what? Shh. Ari, feel free at any moment. It's too early I for all this fucking tension. I think sex is nice when you love each other. I, I agree. And you kiss passionately. It's better when you. Making. It's better when it's kissing. Uh, how old are you? And you love each other. How old? Twenty-eight. Oh, yeah. I'm just a nice guy. He's fucking. He's that guy. He's probably the kind he's, of guy he's, who makes he's, he's, he's the guy who takes the girl. To the abortion clinic <laughs> when he's the one who wanted to fuck her in the first place. <laughs> speaking yeah, of, I'd rather take her to the abortion clinic than have a baby. Okay. Yeah, oh. but I'm saying. All right. Speaking of you're abortion, you're taking a girl to the abortion clinic that you wanted to fuck. You're the nice guy. You're like, oh, I can't believe you got you pregnant. I'll take you to the abortion. <laughs> clinic. Speaking of abortion, no, I ain't friend zoning myself. Fuck let, that. Let me tell you the the combo. When clubs book me and Marangio to do shows together, and we're back to back, and it's usually I go on before him. Mm-hmm. 
I call it. This is, what, this is what happens, <laughs> nigga. I have you have gone up after me, or other way around. So I don't have, act I like have. it. I've I seen have. you both perform. You could both follow each other. Yes, You're both solid combo. But, but, I, but what I like about the combo where I go first. Not is saying that, who's better, who's worse. Can I get my goddamn both, point you out? You could both. If one of you followed the other, it wouldn't be like, oh man, why'd they do that? You know why? Because we our styles of stand up it erases whoever went on before us. That's the thing. That's the best equality. It is. Let me. Can I get my goddamn point out? Go ahead. My point is that when I perform before you, I get the women actually like uh, enthusiastically pregnant. I get them all hyped up. They ovulate. They're excited. You get on after me, and you abort the dream. That's what I call it. <laughs> you tell the women without saying so. I know you enjoyed the little chili that we just had. That bitch is gone now, and you wipe out whatever they saw. Because I'm pro chick, and you're like, uh, let me tell you the truth. I love when we go on together back to back. Last compliment you're going to get today, because you do not deserve it, clearly. I don't like that word deserve either. Okay, you know what? Ain't nobody got time. Don't you have a daughter? Mm-hmm. What the fuck do you teach her? About men and dating and, re- and what? You have a sister, too? What the fuck? I tell, my, I tell my daughter to not expect anything. That, that makes sense. Work, ex- work for your own shit. Don't expect anything. Yes. You're not entitled to shit. Yeah. You're, you're not entitled to shit. Aren't you a gentleman? Yeah. You are? How do you, you know, you have a lot of oxymorons. It's exhausting to be you. How are you a gentleman slash fuck these bitches slash I, I, not, I, I not, treasure women slash not, you don't deserve shit. Uh, here's the thing. I'm not against women. I'm not, but at the same time. Good, you're giving me gas. Hold I on. Don't, yeah, I don't. Go ahead. I don't pander. Okay. Here's, here's, here's why the, you call, why you gotta be pandering? Because though? here's the thing. Here, here's the bullshit that we're not doing. So yes. in all this me too shit. Yes. There has not been a town hall discussion about what classifies somebody to be a good man or a bad man. That there's no way to classify it that. Isn't. That's why this Chris Hardwick thing came yes. out, mm-hmm. right? And the girl said he was abusive or yeah. sexually abusive or whatever. We don't know. We'll never know. We'll that's, never that's know. Privately, yeah. He, he could just be a. He could have just been a, a bad, dick, a, a bad dick boyfriend, boyfriend, right? Yeah. That's a crime now. Yes. No. It, it, you're being too extreme. It, it can it's be not, though. No, no, no. You Jackie. know what? You know why it's a crime or it can be because you will never know the truth. And right now, the way it is, it's always been this way okay, though. But Jackie, it's the woman's. Got, it's a woman's word against his. That's why it's a crime. Yeah, but don't you think that? Can be problematic. Don't it you can think? be, yeah. but guess what? You you can't prove it. And if I go and say he put his hand so and so, I didn't like it, and he did it for three years or three nights or three hours, my word will count against yours. It may but seem. But what un- if he never did shit? It might seem unfair, but it's too it's too fucking bad. It don't matter. You know why? Because we is, have suffered a history of being treated like toys. What so that's happened? why now we're what all happened? like, guess what? No more. So that okay. So here's what's happening. Then. Yes. The history of being treated like toys. Like yes. that thing. Yes. That not thing not right the there. fun toys either. I get it. Yes. History of it. Whole history. Life. Okay. All yeah. of our lives. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Debatable. Nigga, it's not debatable. I'm, I'm going to go debatable for my, 200 hours. When I was born, my mother couldn't have a credit card unless my father signed. I didn't even know about this goddamn law. That's a smart thing, though. Fuck all of you because, and your family. Because guess what? History. Women don't have a history of knowing how to not spend a bunch of money. Nigga, I will end this podcast and it'll be just me and Ari. You're not going to come in here talking shit about chicks and the fact we don't deserve rights and shit. This is why too late. you don't deserve a girlfriend. I never said I did. I said I got a PlayStation. Fuck your PlayStation. You know, the, you know women, the sad part about it? You know can sad you part guys about stop it? fucking Maranzio fans? Please don't have sex with this nigga again. You mad at me? Yes, I'm annoyed, and I never get annoyed with you because you're always saying asshole shit. But the girls, you know, the girls things get me get me hot. 
I know. That's why I do it. Stop it. All and I'm you saying my buttons on purpose. is what oh. happened to being innocent until proven guilty? That's what one. happened with going through the court system. Now there is no court system. Fuck you don't need it. System. You go to Facebook and make a post, and Did now our read? lives are over. Do I still have that shit. Did you read about the Charlemagne thing? No, I didn't read. I don't like Charlotte. No, okay if you like him. It's gone now. He admitted in 2015, according to The Root, this is all online, that he gave a woman Spanish fly and fucked her when she was incoherent. And and now, of course. So, of course, he, he deserves He's to got a new series on HBO. They're bringing up, they're digging up all of nigga stuff now. If you did anything in 2001. He had a show on HBO? He got a series. You know everything. You didn't know about this? I don't they gave, they gave him, okay, just, you read it, the Twitter, don't you? The Twitter. I'm 70 years old. I, he got a series on HBO, an interview series. Okay. It's a new, and so now people are digging up shit because they're like the Me Too movement. So he's not going to have a show next I don't year. know. They didn't say it's canceled. They just said they're bringing up this old thing that well, he talked about back that, in the day. That thing then, that's going to be the thing. Because you know why? What? Cosby had that same conversation with Larry King talk about they will go get a Spanish fly and put in a women's drink or whatever. Yeah. And you know it. <laughs> well, Cosby raped America. Cosby raped America. I don't give a fuck. But guess yeah. what? They're not going to have another Cosby. So they're going to do a preemptive strike. That motherfucker ain't gonna have that show on the air. You think so? Not now. It's Not too now. the time. You can't say I drugged the bitch. <laughs> Fuck the bitch. Now, when does my show come on? Where's the premiere date? Where's the premiere date? Uh, never. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they're trying not to give it to him, and I guess it's gonna be protesting, and he might have. He need to get a lawyer. He don't have the clout, the likability, the mm. money earning yeah, potential power, yeah. to make them say. Nah. That's why they gave him a show because of his breakfast club and his books, you mm-hmm. know. But now, as all that progressed, then somebody's like, well, guess what we got? We have a skeleton in the closet. Guess what? Guess Let's what pull Charla- this out. Guess what, guess what Charlemagne's not? What? He's not Jeffrey Tambor. Who's that? The Jeffrey- guy from Transparent? Yes. Yeah. Now, listen. He got kicked off of Transparent. He did. The fuck off. But Netflix <laughs> was like, we don't give a fuck. We still going to let him shoot these episodes. Mm-hmm. Of Arrested Development, and he shot all the episodes. I didn't know that he did Arrested Development anyway. Yeah. Oh wow. So Jeffrey Tambor got he's a white man in America, but yeah. he got power. Yeah. But at the same time, no one's giving Charlemagne that show. Yo, guy, he don't you have cannot, enough, enough clout. No. No. Yeah. No. And and we and you can't we can't defend that. Yes. We can't march and be like, yeah, Charlemagne. I don't give a fuck about Charlemagne, but yeah. I ain't gonna be like, yeah, Charlemagne. The show he was done wrong. He wasn't done wrong. You. Dumb motherfucker. He admitted, and the, and they're saying in the in the thing he admitted yeah. in 2015. If though. he admits it, then you admit then it. It's a wrap. Yeah, yeah, it's done. Because guess what? What? Louis admitted what he did. Yes. Out of all the people yes. in this whole Me Too bullshit. Yeah. Stop calling it bullshit. But some of it's bullshit. It is some of it's bullshit. Oh, don't, it's some all, of it's real and some of it's bullshit. Some of it's bullshit. Yeah. I, and I'm not. It, yes. It's too much bullshit for me to try to. Pick out the corn out of this it, fucking We ain't got turn. time, I know, no. yeah. <laughs> so, in all this Me Too bullshit, yeah. Louis C.K. is the only <laughs> comic yeah. who has ever... Admitted? Any, a, a man. Any man. Yes. Who admitted, like, say, look, I did this. He's the only one who's written an apology letter for what he did. He's yeah, a man. He's my number one. Every man. Number one what? Comic. He's my favorite. No, he's very funny. He's yeah. a fucking I'm, perv. I'm not, I forgive him. I'm not doing that for that. He's, he's funny, not, but he's a perv. He's, he's okay. I forgive him. He's good, but don't do that. You know what? Regarding, me, regarding Louis C.K., yeah. I don't think his career should end as a result of him this being This is what Louis C.K. did. Louis, Louis C.K. said, Go ahead. I use my power to masturbate in front of women. Yes. He didn't fuck any of these women. Okay. Not one woman did he fuck. Yes. Did he? No. Nope. Not, not yet. Fucking a woman. Not he yet. didn't even touch him. He didn't touch him. He literally was like, if you pull your dick out and drink off in front of me, you might as well touch me. Guess what you can do? It's gross. Guess what you can do? I don't get... You can leave the room. 
Uh, yes, we all know what he could have done. But for those to say, he, no, the for women. those to say that he can, he should have asked. Or he, or he, he did, did he ask. Did ask. Well, when I masturbate, guess what? I'm alone. Is, are you in Chipotle taking your dick out, jerking off? No, it's a private. Unless you so have let me, a, let me, unless you're having a, a, par, a private party, it's fun. But most of the time, when we jerk off, we're by ourselves. Let me say this: people are happy not knowing how the sausage is made, and that's how the Louis C.K. situation is. I couldn't be more confused. What I'm saying is, yes. If you saw, if you go do it, look at a look at a documentary yes. on how a hot dog is made. Uh-huh. You wouldn't eat a fucking hot dog. It's the dis- <laughs> most disgusting yeah. shit in the fucking world. Some of them are delicious though. It don't matter. But yeah. if you watch, if you watch how they made they a hot dog, you'd be like, I've watched animals get murdered. Eat this. I've, said, right? I've, I've watched live animals no, but, get killed in front of me. But the hot dog is all the worst part of. It's all the cartilage all and the so, nose yeah, and so, all the worst so part. Here, of I've had a full life. Here's why I'm saying this. Yes. Louis C.K. asked to jerk off in front of these chicks. Yeah. There are dudes who just pull up your picture and jerk off, and you don't know it. We ain't no control over that. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather know who the devil is or not know who the devil is? How about no devil at all? You don't get that fucking choice in society. You're not going to yell at me in my pocket. I'm just saying you don't get that choice. <laughs> Do you? You don't get to choose no, who the you devil is. No, you can't choose who so the devil is. So would you is, rather no. know who hates you versus who don't hate you? How is this? Tie in with masturbating because in front of me. Because Louis C.K. came to you and said, look, I find you attractive. I would like to uh, jerk off in front of and, you. And you can, you have the right to say yes or You no. thought it was that easy where the girls are like, uh, all right. They were, do you understand? Okay. A better I, analogy would be your boss. So yes. let's, let's just say without, without saying names, yes. the booker of the comedy club said, can I jerk off in front of you? And you still want those spots. Yes. But you also. Is, is it a door deal type of spot? It's weekend. a door deal, yeah. You, yeah you're, he's right. giving you, this guy's giving you money. <laughs> yes. He's paying your bills. Guarantee he said, Can and I jerk off in front deal. of you? Yes. And then, so you're thinking, I want to say no, but I also don't want to lose out on if this I give money. Him, if I give him this one and a half minutes, I can move so, on with my day. <laughs> there is some shadiness to it. That being yes. said, he still asks. He had a desire. He asked, "Is it weird? Yes. Does he deserve to have his life ruined for it? I don't believe so. I believe." That it's a simple question, and they just it's need, to, they just need to have deserves, the balls to say no. He's on break. He deserves the break to see. To, it's like going Absolutely. to your room. It's like when you have a kid. Go to your room and think about what you did. Now, let me just say this. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for Louie. No, I don't either. Nobody does. I don't feel sorry. in re- One, I don't feel sorry for no white man to got money. Yeah. He ain't never, he's not going to ever be broke ever. No, he's rich. He's yeah. rich. Yeah. Like, I ain't going to be like, God, we got to raise money for Louie. What if Eddie Murphy did that? Well, what would he did happened? pull his dick out? And no, he did other it. shit. Hey, we not gonna we no blasphemy on Eddie on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I want him as a guest. He I'm just saying tranny shit. with his power. Hey, he's gonna trans, be, he's trans, gonna be a guest on our podcast. The PC you know what's already. funny? No bad words. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not speculating. I'm. I'm. Almost, I'm willing to bet my career that there have been women who have no, been not, in the same position as that Eddie. men have have been in oh. to say, hey, if you want this role. Of course. I know women, female, I know female casting directors right now. If you hit them up and be like, hey, I'll come through, blow your back out, she'll look for work for you. <laughs> she'll look for work? I need I need to have, see a yeah, contract like sign. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm above it. Like, I need a contract sign and a call time before what, I do that shit. That happens. Of course but, it does. But no one gives a fuck about men's feelings. No. So if a man felt like, oh, Used. I feel dirty. And he came forth. That's why everybody clowning Terry Crews. But the problem with Terry Crews is he's the wrong example. He's the wrong messenger for this story <laughs> because you're 6'5". 
You're 270 pounds. But when you're, you're shredded like a goddamn Clinton email. There's no fucking way anyone but, feels sorry for you. <laughs> that was Especially a good one. Especially when you parade yourself around on TV and your shirt off and every chance okay, you get, pay you attention. two Kevin Hart heads just jumping up and down. Put a fucking egg in your mouth and give me a second. Mm. This is the thing about Terry and probably a lot of people on his level or want to get to his level. When you have this hunger where you're so desperate to get roles, get a different level in the, in the business and things like that happen and they happen all the time. Sometimes you want it so bad that something like that happening to you, you really, you take it and you try and move on from it and not make a big deal out of it. So it probably when it happened, he was like, I need this so fucking bad. If this man wants it, whatever to me, I'm gonna let it happen. And this happens to women and men, where if something happens to you, you're like, I need to move up in my career. I will let this nasty motherfucker do this. That so might have been I, what happened with Terry. Is it I'm, possible he took that one step further and then saw this Me Too movement going down and was like, I, I want to jump on this too and have this escalate my career and get on this Me it's Too movement. It's literally, it's a, if it was a it's scale. It's it was, a lot of press. If it was a scale, yes. there's a billion women on this side. Yeah. And then Terry Crews on this side. Yeah. Because no other man has come forward to say anything. Probably, but I'm sure what you happened why? happens all the but, time. It, it, but guess what? What? No one's paying attention to Terry. No one gives a fuck about Terry. So why would any other man come forward and say, something like this has happened to me? Yes. It's like when men get raped. They're like, you can't tell nobody you got the raped. You have, we will tear you a new asshole. It's unbalanced. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> There's yeah. no, no balance. <laughs> yes, I know. There's no balance. I get no that. no one gives a fuck about men's feelings. All right. Okay? Yes. When's the first time you bombed? It's just become fucking Motherfucker, TED Talk. You, uh, this is my goddamn podcast. Answer my questions. Is the name of the podcast relatable or just bounce around? It's called Relatable. <laughs> oh. And I want to get to know you because I know you, but nobody the fuck else does. Uh, Jesus Christ. I performed for the first time officially performing, like booked. Mm-hmm. Um. Shit. All right, we ain't got time. When's the first time for, you bombed? Uh, audition for Def Comedy Jam. Oh, okay. And bombed. That was my first time ever getting on stage. You bombed? Did you bomb? Yeah. Really? Bomb. So look. that's pretty <laughs> wild, though. That your first booking ever was an audition for a big show. And how that worked? That you didn't but that have wasn't to a like, show, that's an do audition. other shows or mics. I was. I didn't because I was. In, I was born. I mean, North Carolina, the, the comedy scene. It, it wasn't one. Right. You know what I mean? And. You know, they had their urban night or whatever, and I was never old enough to go to the clubs. And I didn't have, I didn't have a Tony Woods to Dave Chappelle mentor to take me around to all these comedy clubs, to you know, yeah. get my feet wet and introduce me to the scene. I'm just at home watching comedy. I want to do it. I wrote some jokes. Not sure if they're funny or not, but I wrote some jokes, and I went to the Comedy Zone, and Bob Sumner was there. Monique was uh, a judge at the time. She wasn't even big. She was just like Monique from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Monique was in the audience. Chris Thomas, the mayor of rap, his old show called Rap City. Yeah. He used to host. Mm -hmm. He hosted the, the thing and <clears throat> had some other judges of comics that I don't, I don't remember. But I didn't go on stage. The show was the show started like, I think, eight, either eight or nine, something like that. Just, just no, I didn't go on stage until... Comic, I was comic number twenty one. Damn, <laughs> and it was twelve forty five. A.M. So you would have bombed even if you were. Great. I would have bombed. Yeah. I'd have been Chris Rock. Yeah. I'd have been Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle <laughs> hybrid. <laughs> they would have been like, we don't give a fuck what the fuck you are <laughs> You're about to do. Yeah. You got to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I never had no one school me. So mm -hmm. my first performance yes. in a professional setting 
was at the Comedy Zone auditioning for Def Comedy Jam. I had on a green Adidas T-shirt. I had on some uh, <laughs> shorts. I had some jean shorts. Why are you wearing shorts to a professional Because no one educated me <laughs> on what you should wear. It was summer and uh, it was hot. <laughs> and the South. And in the South. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm not going to be hot. Uh, yeah. You indoors. I can't I'm, see. I went in that bitch uh-huh. with a green T-shirt on. Yeah. They said Adidas. Uh-huh. Some blue jean shorts. Yes. And I had my favorite Adidas sneakers on. Okay. That's a cute I, outfit, actually, for back I then. And I looked like yeah. my mom had dropped me off <laughs> and said, go find your daddy in there. Because <laughs> she did. And then she did. She uh-huh. like, your daddy here, find him. Because she think he's so goddamn great. And stay great. with him for the summer. Yeah, stay with him for the summer. And I'm like outside knocking. Is my daddy in there. <laughs> and when I went on stage, yes. uh, somebody said something like, who dropped a kid off or it's passion? And you think you look time. young now? You Imagine then. I was. You look nine. At 18. It, no, I was at 17. Uh-huh. I looked 12. <laughs> like, I no fa- The inability to grow facial hair. Yeah. My body hadn't discovered that ability yet. Yeah. My body was like, there's no hair Your coming body's out. like, we just got puberty done. We, we don't got time for nothing no, else. Here's, here's the real question. Uh, did you book it? No, what? <laughs> Fucking bomb the audition? Yo, I went on stage. What was, you, know, you know what you said? Huh? You know what you said in the audition? You know your jokes? Oh, the first joke I told yes. made the classic cardinal mistake of and talked shit about the host. For an oh, audition? Because he made a joke about me, but I didn't know that's what hosts would do. Go uh-huh. and roast you before they bring you up. Black host. Y'all put your hands together for this motherfucker or yeah. something like I don't know. He, he said something uh-huh. about me, and yeah. I was like, no, you didn't. So your ego took over I like. Was like I told Chris Thomas, I said, your lips are just like new edition." Splitting up. <laughs> <laughs> I like I it. No one was like, oh. If, if it was 9 p.m., they'd have been like, oh. If it was 9 oh. p.m., they'd like, I look a little man yeah. fighting back. Uh-huh. But at 12.45, they'd they like, like, get this mannish motherfucker <laughs> off this, this disrespectful ass fucking summer camp kid. He shouldn't be here, one, number two. Is he trying to diss? Yeah. yeah. Then when I did that, yeah. Chris Thomas looked over like, uh-huh. He just nodded here like, yeah, that's why you about to die. Like, <laughs> he looked at me like, you taking it out of the wrong person. You are about to eat this whole dick. <laughs> and I went on stage uh-huh. and somebody, some, I, I can't remember. I'm drawing a blame right now. But uh-huh. Of course, just, it was 40 years ago. They just started <laughs> clowning me. Hey, we the same age. Just let that uh, shit go. They started booing me. And mm-hmm. it was like, they booed me like they had practiced it. <laughs> It sounded like a choir. Like, literally, they had, like, boo, like a little wave <laughs> happening in this bitch. And I'm just seeing all these people just boo me, like, uh-huh. ah, yeah. And I'm like, y'all don't see there's a kid mm-hmm. on the stage I'm with a, a dream? Y'all are crushing this motherfucker right now. <laughs> the only people crushing right now is y'all. Y'all is killing my dream. Yeah. They're like, boo, boo, boo. Uh-huh. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Man, <coughs> I got off stage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, y'all, that's my time. Whatever. I don't think I don't even say that. I think I just walked off. I uh-huh. put the mic in the thing. And then uh, I think the guy said his past is, oh, one guy said his past your bedtime. <laughs> and you were like, and I know. <laughs> and I was like, yes, bitch, I know. Right. <laughs> that's even more reason why you should listen to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm risking my life. Uh-huh. So I got off stage, and I walked over to Bob Sumner. Mm-hmm. And he gave me his card. 
And he was like, you got something. I don't know what it is, but you got something. <laughs> Why you had to do the list? Because Bob fucking spits in your ear when, you, when you're talking. <laughs> when you're talking. You got something. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is, but when you get it together, you give me a call. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Took the car, went home, went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Woke up the next morning. My mom came in the room. How'd you do? <clears throat> I was so angry. I was like, turn that damn light off. Like I said, <laughs> damn light. Well, who you talking to? Uh, I'm like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about uh-huh. it. And that was it, dude. That was you my, didn't give up. No, I didn't give up. But they booed me so bad, I, I went to college. I was like, yep. <laughs> I got to put, put some education behind What school did you go to? First college I went to was St. Augustine's College because I I didn't enroll like all the other kids to go in the fall. Because mm-hmm. I was like. How you do this? What's, I'm going to college. I'm going, yeah. I'm, I'm going to L.A. I'm going to start. No, I'm going to L.A. I was, like, I was doing a play. Uh-huh. I was, the play was supposed to travel. Mm-hmm. And then the funding never came through. So I was sitting on the sideline. I was like, well, fuck. I guess I got to go to college for real now. Yeah. And I ended up going. I went to St. Augustine's College in Raleigh. I went there for two years. Uh-huh. And I transferred to uh, North Carolina A&T. And how long were you there for? Uh, two years. No, a year and a half. Did you graduate? You have a degree? Mm-mm, I still got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> you saying like you planning on going back. <laughs> I mean... So where'd you move to Los Angeles? Once they forgive me <laughs> for, for what my loans and shit. Oh, I'll try to oh do please! It. I I, I want to call my loan people. Like you know, I'm gonna die with this debt. <laughs> you are you really gonna do this the whole time I'm alive? <laughs> you ain't got nothing else better to do. I was like, you understand that I'm not gonna pay. You know what the fucked up part is? What a bills collector's life's purpose isn't fulfilled if you don't pay the bill. Really? Because he's like, I live. To get this motherfucker to pay this bill, and if you never pay the bill off, it was like, what was my life? Let me tell you something. Worth? Yesterday, Capital One called me for two credit cards I had years. I mean, like almost the whole whatever. How'd you do Capital One. Whatever, because I couldn't get a credit card. Okay. So he was like, "What can we do to, rect- to rect- rectify this debt?" And I said to him, "I said I'm not gonna pay it." And he said, "What?" I said, first of all, it's been a long ass time, and second of all, I'm gonna let the clock run out." And then he said to me, "Well, you took out a card and took the money and spent it, and you're not gonna pay it back." And I'm like. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what to Yo, say. <laughs> because his mind was blown. He was like, did I just accuse you of doing a crime and you, you admitted to and it? And I could tell he was a black guy, too. I wanted to be like, nigga, no. I, I didn't, but I wanted to say I that was, to him. And he was like, okay, well, what's your current address? And I'm like, you don't got that? But uh, <laughs> My next I'm like, why do you need it? Him? I'm like, why do you need and it? I'm like, what you gonna I've get if I pay you. right now? Four dollars? I've already told you. Yeah. You're never going to get it. <laughs> so just fucking stop. When the dad is old, I'm like, I'm never going to. He's like, well, you know, I'll give you a settlement. I'm like, here's my settlement for you. I'm not paying the bill. I, re- I remember, and um, I was gonna do this for my half hour for Comedy Central. I never did it. Mm-hmm. But student loan people called me one day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hi, can I speak to Miranda Vance? And I'm like, this is him. <laughs> hey, we're calling from this blah, blah, blah. We're trying to get that money for the education that you attempted. Did they word it just like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's how I heard it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I attempted. I attempted. Um, they were like, you know, we, you, you owe, I think it was like $13,000. Mm-hmm. Like, you owe $13,000. How would you like to pay this today? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would not like to pay this today. <laughs> and, then, and then he said, he told me, when can we call you back? I was like, you like, can call whenever like, you want. So when can we expect this payment? I I, I can't commit to nothing <laughs> like that. 
<laughs> and she was like, well, you know, you got to pay it. I said, yeah. He said, was there anything you can do today? I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Uh-huh. She says, uh, if I could get you a settlement, you know, uh-huh. could you think you could take care of the settlement uh-huh. or whatever? And I was like, yeah, offer me something. She's like, hold, let me go talk to my supervisor. Yeah. You, bitch, you, put the phone you down. dragging her out, look, wasting look, her time. I, look, it's foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> I get turned on by watching people hurt. <laughs> okay. So she she you know, she did the thing like, oh, hold on, let me go talk to my supervisor. Like, like when you go buy a car and they're going back, but they yeah. ain't going back to nothing? They go drink the water. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I already had a number for him. <laughs> Just had to play the game. So literally, she comes uh-huh. back to the phone. Mr. Vance, I had talked to my supervisor. Oh, uh, ooh, what'd he say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, what'd he ooh, say? What'd he say? Uh-huh. He, he said, <laughs> <laughs> she said, what? He said, he will grant you right now. <laughs> oh my God, he got power. Uh-huh. When you say grant, <laughs> <laughs> like he's a genie? Yo. <laughs> Yo. Uh-huh. I was dying laughing because uh-huh. she was like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go talk to my supervisor. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, you go do that. Uh-huh. All right. And she came back. She's like, Mr. Vance, I just talked to my supervisor. Ooh, what'd he say? Uh-huh. He He's going to grant you this one time. Uh-huh. Oh, he got power. Uh-huh. Get, just building up this escalation. Yeah. He said, right now, uh-huh. he will let you yeah. sell your debt uh-huh. for $8,000. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> there we go. Uh-huh. I said, that that's is, generous. That's generous mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. It's still not gonna get resolved today. <laughs> she says, "She says, is there anyone you can call?" Bitch. When they when they said that to me, it makes me fucking angry. I was like, "You want me to hurt you?" <laughs> like when you say to me, "There's no one you can call, bitch." <laughs> if I knew somebody I could call to get eight thousand dollars now, I would do it for myself. <laughs> you think I'm gonna pass the buck on to you? Are you fucking retarded? <laughs> I ate Papa John's last night and goddamn Krispy Kreme donuts because that's my dietary plan right now. And you want me to call somebody I know yeah. to borrow $8,000? $8, more than likely, it's going to be a black person. And I fear paying them back way more than I fear paying you back because I got to see this motherfucker every other day. For the rest of my life. Get the fuck out of here, Karen. I'm never going to see you. Ever. You know why I don't give a fuck about paying my bills back? Because there's no face on the organization. I look at it now like, because my father died a year ago. And let me tell you, this man's concern my whole life was his credit score and his best credit in the world. Wouldn't pay a bill late. And he died at 80 and left the credit card, the, the, the debt that he was so worried about. And I called Chase to be like, hey. And they were like, hey. I was like, guess what? I was kind of happy to call him. I was like, yeah, $30,000? He gone. I was so happy to call and tell them. They were so like he owed thirty five thousand on his credit card. Yeah, he had a oh a Chase credit. He had a, but he had a high ass limit. My parents yeah. didn't make a lot of money, but they paid all of whatever with credit my whole yeah. life. So when I tell you the joy I had to call them to say you can stop with the envelopes because he's gone. He's gone, and they were so like Miss Champagne. I was like, no, I'm fine, but I'm, I'm, good. I'm happy to do this. Though I feel better telling y'all. <laughs> You ain't gonna get your paper. <laughs> and they were like, well, and then they had the nerve to be like, well, the estate, we can. I was like, estate? Bitch, we live in the Bronx. <laughs> Fuck ain't no estate in Bronx, bitch. She's like, we well, got a brownstone that is not paid for. It's not paid for. Uh, I'm trying to help my mom with the mortgage. State. Get in line, bitch. 
So the joy of telling a bill collector that they ain't gonna get their money is the best fucking joy you could lady, ever feel in your I, world. I asked the lady. I said, uh, "Let me ask you a question." Yeah. If you knew you could offer me a lower settlement mm-hmm. when you called me, why didn't you start you off with thirteen with grand? That. <laughs> why didn't you leave with eight thousand? Uh huh. Right. Uh huh. Because. You knew thirteen. You knew you weren't getting thirteen when you called me. You knew it. You, you there was no no positivity in you yeah. when you called him, thinking he gonna settle this today. Yeah, like and you started with thirteen, <laughs> and then turned around and said, "How about eight? Yeah, that's the equivalent to somebody fucking beating you mm-hmm. every day, and offering an alternative. That's alternative is is, is much weaker. It's uh-huh. like Oh well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just dump yeah. your forehead. Now. Like, <laughs> you could have, you could have done that the entire time. I love when they give me a choice, and they're like, "So when can we get?" You know, I was like, "Look, I got the light bill, the gas bill, my phone, my car. They all in a race, right?" And guess who's gonna probably gonna win? The phone usually. Phone gonna win. Fans always. The phone will win phone over and rent yes. will win before anything else ever. <laughs> And the rent is actually, I could actually get start to rent out. It's the phone you can't do with that. When the phone dies, your life dies. Because you can negotiate with your landlord. Look, 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 yeah. look, some shit popped off. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow when I get back. That you kind of shit. go get that paper. Yeah. But phone, they like, ah, I'm like, I can't, I, I won't even. You can't even call us to tell us that you want to negotiate with <laughs> I us. might have work waiting for me, but I won't know because my phone is off. I will, yep. So. So wait, you mentioned Papa John. You heard about what he did? Yeah. I'm surprised you said Papa John's. Because that's what I ate. You <laughs> still pizza. ordered it after? <laughs> better pizza, better ingredients, niggas. Papa I, was, I was about to say better pizza, niggas. niggas. <laughs> when I was in high school, Papa John's did a promotional deal where anyone who owns a Camaro could go in and get a free large pizza. And I had this old And niggas don't buy Camaro. Camaros. And <laughs> I don't know. No, actually... The Camaro, we don't drive that shit. The Camaro I had was mostly black people. It was like a ghetto, really? old, oh. shitty Camaro. And uh-huh. I drove around... To all the different Papa John's in San Diego. What's and his collected. face of racism check. What was <laughs> that face? Oh, it was, no, it wasn't like the way. It was, it was ghetto. This was, it, it, this was a shitty. Right down. It already had a baby in it when I got it. <laughs> Your race radar went up like, like what? Okay. What? okay. Me? <laughs> let me let, let me correct myself. Let me make an amendment. It yes. wasn't a black person Camaro. It was a poor person Camaro. There we go. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Poor all is right. always better than saying black. Yeah. So when you move to L.A., he didn't finish his story. You didn't? No, that was it. I just drove around San Diego, got tons of He just said, nigga, Camaro, Papa John's. <laughs> I didn't, whoa, I didn't, say, I didn't say that word. You did let's, not, and you, and you never will. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> so, I, I say that in the Camaro with the windows rolled up like every other white person. <laughs> when the song is on, a word comes up. So when did you move oh, to Los you, Angeles? Oh, you cut off the traffic. Huh? When did you move to L.A.? 2001. So you know what's funny? You, you seem like you began in the urban comedy market. And you you're not the urban comic now. You perform anywhere, but you're not labeled as you no, know. And um, Nate Smith, who is Kevin Hart's road manager, used to run the Comedy Zone on the Black Night. Really? In Charlotte, mm-hmm. never would put me up. Really? That is fucking to this day piece of shit. <laughs> probably to look, <laughs> probably to this day, piece of shit. Really? Never would never fucking. That's why he had a heart attack. He's dead. No. Oh. Not, Life is not that Okay nice. <laughs> You, know, I, you um, know what I find The funniest comics Are the ones Who've been told no Forever I've been told <laughs> I They got J- something to prove Jamie We Mas- all got something to prove Jamie Masada Didn't make me a regular At this motherfucking club mm-hmm. On a regular basis Until 2011 
Really? I had been coming to this club since 2001. Uh-huh. I stepped <gasps> on it. I that stepped, long? I stepped on this stage October 4th, mm-hmm. 2011. Mm-hmm. I mean, 2001. Yeah. 2001. I did the open mic here. Yeah. He said, buddy, you're very funny. You come back. You come back in four weeks and you try again. Uh-huh. And I said, all right. And, and do more. And he, this is when Jamie used to give advice on Still what jokes to do. Still does. Buddy, you should do jokes about this and jokes about that. I was like, ah, never thought about that. Uh-huh. But uh, if that would get me in this fucking club. And now, what the fuck you want me to write about? I'll write it. <laughs> so he never he never made me. He never Like when I say would not fucking pass me. And then I would just come to the club. Mm-hmm. I would just hang out. I was a fucking stool in yeah. this bitch. I've been through every... For 10 years. For, like, for literally, every yeah. wow. fucking door guy I've seen come and go. Wow. And those guys were the guys that were the first line of defense for not letting me want to come to the club. The first time I oh, came... Many door guys would be like, oh, we, we can't. We're full. It's the for only me. club that's like that. Here? Yeah, the yeah. improv comedy store. Hey, I'm a comic. Can I come and hang out? Yeah, for yeah, sure. You can run here? by them with fire. Here, who are you? Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's what, that's a part of the resentment that people have for the Laugh Factory because we 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 act as though this club is like an elitist club, mm-hmm. like it's a like. I know comics who are still who won't come visit because of they've been treated a certain way by yeah. the but, guy. I here. mean, I, I I partly understand why Jamie does what he does. Mm-hmm, one for, for one, if you just think about it, there's no space. It is fucking. There's yeah. no room to hang there's out. No room, there's no room to hang out. So. No. Crowd control as far as comedy goes, you is come completely in first. understandable. Yes. Yeah. Until he creates like a, a green lounge. room yeah. or something like that. Like if he made this upper part a green room comics and only like put area. A, you know, TVs in here and comics get hang out, that's oh, different. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But there's no room. So when I would come, um, they wouldn't they wouldn't let me in. Um at the time <laughs> I, I had met Tony Rock in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. I had met him at this they they used to do, they do this show called Chocolate Sundays here, but Chris Spencer was hosting it mm-hmm. at the time, and it was they were holding it on a Wednesday. Yeah, they had moved it to a Wednesday because they they yeah. were off on a something happened on that Sunday. Yeah, and <clears throat> Tony Rock was there, Cat Williams before he was Cat Williams was there mm-hmm. performing because I had never been to a real comedy club and just <laughs> sat and like watched comedy. Yeah, so I went as a regular person mm-hmm. and sat in the audience and looked or whatever, and I went up to Tony. I introduced myself. I told him who, you know, I thought him, told me he was funny. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Didn't know we were family at the time. And You're then, related? Yeah, Chris Rock, Chris Rock and everybody. That's my cousin. I can't hear you. What? They're my cousin. <laughs> they are? Yeah. How far removed? On my uh, father's side of the family. I was about to ask you who your daddy is. Okay, go on with your story. So when I met Tony, I told him, hey, I'm a fan, whatever. Mm-hmm. He said, all right, cool, whatever. You know what I'm saying? He was nice. And... He was the guy who helped me get to hang out at the club because mm-hmm. you could not. Jamie did not let nope anybody in the fucking club. Yeah. So I became friends with uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. I became friends with Butch Bradley and Ken Jung, mm-hmm. Frazier Smith, and Ruben Paul. Because uh, the Laugh Factor used to do they they still do it now, but it's nothing like it used to be. They used to have an eight o'clock show, a ten o'clock show, and then a midnight show. Mm-hmm. But each show, they would let out the crowd and bring in a new crowd. Wow. Even for the midnight show, they would get at least eighty people in here mm-hmm. on the midnight show yeah. that had just been waiting in line <clears throat> to come inside. Mm-hmm. Those days are gone because yeah. they just rolled the show. I think it takes away from the ten o'clock show because 
It's just like, it's all right. A, it's a big comedy hostage. It's, it's a big it's, comedy it's, hostage. It's comedy hostage. Yeah. And people yeah. don't want to feel and like. And when they go home, they feel so bad. They're like, I've been here for four hours. I, I'm like. And you never <laughs> should want anyone to feel like, God damn. You feel guilty. Too. You, don't, you should never yeah. want anyone to feel like, man, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing comedy hurt last time. <laughs> yeah, they're like, that was fun, but I'll do that in a year. Yeah, and like, they yeah. literally, I think they should think about they the get turnover. Tired, yeah, because yeah, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you do that transition with the Midnight Show and Frazier, and he does that thing that he does. And then, you know, after that crowd, it was like, uh-huh. ah, I thought I could do it. Yeah. I got to go. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, I hung out, made friends. They would let me hang out. I would just come here on Saturday nights. Friday and Saturday nights, mm-hmm. I would just come to the Laugh Factory and just hang out and watch the professionals work. Yeah. Dane Cook, um, rest in peace, Mitch Mullaney, mm-hmm. uh, Freddie Soto, rest in peace, uh, Ralphie May. Fuck, rest Shit, in peace. I'm about to say, what is like, this? The whole it's got real sad. Out, look, the Saturday lineup is dead. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Like these were the people that were uh, Greg Valentine used mm-hmm. to come, Byron Allen, rest in peace. Stop that. Um, his comedy career. Uh, <laughs> like all these people used to come. It's like all Starbucks night. now. Uh, about, for the, about the Weather Channel. <laughs> Every time you look at the weather from here on out, folks, just know there's a black man telling you it's gonna rain on your head. When they have dots over the state, that's his face actually. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the Byron Allen dots. So anyway, it's gonna be on the East Coast. On the East Coast, Byron says. <laughs> Uh-huh. Somehow, somehow, I feel like he's gonna do. Um, <laughs> what's that show we did for him? Um, Comics Unleashed. He's gonna do Comic Weather Unleashed, <laughs> and he leads you in. Just lead in. So, Marazzi, what kind of what kind of rain have you been in before? Well, Byron, it's funny you should say. Mentioned rain. Uh, uh, rain precipitation. The funny <laughs> thing about it. Funny thing about rain is it doesn't happen out here. So this joke is stupid. <laughs> um, so I just hung out at the Laugh Factory, uh-huh. man. And, Jimmy would not fucking pass. He, he sort of kind of passed me in 2006 because my manager at the time when management companies used to do showcases and invite. And leave the building? Leave the office? Yeah, we used to leave the office. Yeah. There was a time, listen people, there was a time where management companies. And agents would scout. And agents would bring uh, agents and like like your manager would bring agents to come see mm-hmm. you. And do a showcase. Yeah. They don't do that shit anymore. No, Th- those days are gone. Uh, the actual people that's going to take your money. Yeah, you, you used to meet them first. When I go to meetings now, their number one question is, "So how long? Like, what the fuck? I'm like, where you came and you saw me. I'm there every day. You need to leave the office. Yeah, and go look at and scout and stop being so surprised. Yeah, by stand up comedy yeah. instead of been doing it for ten years. I when I yeah, but then I did uh. And then you know, then 2006, he was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you're, you're, you, I'll pass you." Right? Oh, okay. He never passed me. <laughs> he, I would call in. Never gave me fucking spots. So then they built the uh-huh. Long Beach Laugh Factory. Yeah. Well, I went to New York for three years. Okay. And I became a regular at the New York Laugh Factory. Oh. Okay. So then I got grandfathered in when I came. Where'd back. you live in New York? Where'd you live? In the Bronx. Really? Where in the Bronx? Exactly. 183rd and Valentine, off the Grand Concourse. Ooh. Little Italy around the corner. Fordham Road. Rough. Yeah. Ah, but. A lot of, that's, a lot of Ricans but, over there. Cute guys live in that area. A lot of Puerto Ricans over there. A lot of good looking black guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead with your story. Yeah. So, anyway. I'm sorry, flashbacks. It's a shoe store over there, so I'm sure it was a lot of black guys. But if you want <laughs> sneakers, though, that's where you go. Fordham. Dr. J's son. Stay, stay tight. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, so I moved, then came back to LA. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie. Kind of like, <laughs> you kind of like all yeah. of your levels are like he kind, but not Jamie. Jamie officially did not acknowledge me mm-hmm. as like buddy. You a comic here <laughs> at the club? Has he, has he heard you use his do the imitation? 
He has to have. Oh my god, he he would be he he would get scared. <laughs> Why? I do it spot on. I fucking. <laughs> Uh, I'm around you, uh, so buddy, you'll understand that you got to, you got, you call in for spot. Uh-huh. When you call in for spot, make sure you tell Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> he, so uh, you he got, finally made me a regular, like uh-huh. 2011, 2012, but I had to go through Long Beach mm-hmm. to get in the club. The, nigga, this is the longest route. It was. I had to leave this bitch. It's dedication. Go to New York. Yes. Long Beach. Just to get back to fucking Hollywood. This is why Ronjo does not have any respect for most comics if they didn't work hard to get where they are. If you did not work hard, he's like, you don't exist to me. Because You're I not put, a comedian. I put in work, dude. Like I, I That's the only I, reason why you like me, because I'm relentless. You're I like, a, you I'll talk to. I made uh, <laughs> I made my decision. I said, look, Laugh Factor is going to be where I make my home. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the improv because why? the improv doesn't really have... They don't really have a personal interaction with the comics. Not really. It's corporate. It's corporate. Yeah. So you don't really get to develop a, a rapport with no. anybody to say, hey, I want to perform here. It's just all. And when they get their phase, it'd be the same shows. Yeah. yeah. Emails and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it, improv is too corporate to try yes, to make, yes. it, make that your home club. Yeah. Um, the comedy store, I don't like. It's just, it was too clickish. I think he would dark. do well there, though. I probably would, but I don't have. I don't have the desire to prove to these fucks up there. Hey, that that's I'm, not necessary. That, that I belong in their fuck fraternity. I want to be on that wall, don't you? No, I don't give a fuck about that wall. I Everybody like has to be on that wall is fucking dead. Well, well, because time passes, that's why they're gone. And Ninety. This is me talking. Yes. Eighty percent of the people that's on the wall because it ain't me. Eighty percent of the people that's on the wall, <laughs> yeah. I don't know or don't fucking respect. Eighty. Oh, Eighty. Nigga, that that number is high. I'm sorry, I've been extra N-word tonight. You're making me like exciting. Uh, excited. A, it's supposed to be a high number. Yeah. Twenty percent is the twenty percent that's on there that, that I respect, they deserve it. Yeah, yeah. But who am I to say who deserves what? Exactly. I'm telling but you. But I just know years. what I just know what I wouldn't pay to see. Okay. I know what I'm not gonna tolerate. I know what I'm not gonna interact with. Okay. Comments and the other thing, I don't talk to comments that I don't think are funny. <sighs> it's no point. Well, I agree. I wouldn't date a comic who wasn't funny. You like can't. I, like I, I, I agree. I can see that. I can see because I, I remember I tried. Well, I'm a to, date a bitch that can. There's a singer. I, I can't sing. <laughs> I can't support that. She said, "How do you think I did tonight?" Ah. Every you, time you go see her at a show, you're like, ah. You was on stage <laughs> tonight, girl. So, it's, uh-huh. so you know, I went through those routes, and then you know, I did the comedy union. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing: comedy union is my other club because I ain't never seen you on that stage. I stopped going. Why? Motherfucker, because when the comedy union first opened, yes, I was the guy that used to go with Enns Mitchell, yes, down to TGI Fridays, Magic Johnson TGI. I never seen you in that building. Yeah, passing out tickets to tell people the club was here. Really? I was fo- I was the foot patrol, the advertisers for that fucking. You were a marker for the union. Literally, yeah. I was walking around. Uh-huh. Hey, we got a show tonight. There were nights when Faison Love used to host. Uh-huh. There were nights when Rodney Perry would host. Mm-hmm. He. Ends did every gimmick he could to get people in there. Yeah, I would go on stage. It would be nine people mm-hmm. on that in that room. Yeah, and me, and I would go up at the end of the fucking night mm-hmm. because Ends would ask me to take the money at the booth. Yeah, go play the music upstairs, <laughs> and then at the end of the night I could perform. I've never seen you there. Ask this is anybody. fascinating to me. Ask anybody. So uh-huh. why'd you stop though? Yeah, it was. Uh, I stopped going for a, cu- a couple of times. One, I stopped. I stopped going because I was getting better as a comic and I wasn't getting 
Stage time. Got it. They still looked at you as the new guy. Every comic takes they breaks did. from the union. They weren't the like, union. oh, he's legit. They looked at me at the help because Ams would be yeah. like, oh, help those customers over there. Like, Bitch, I'm a comic. Like, why would you <laughs> let me talk to the, to, to the people that's going to see me later on stage? Like, uh, can we get some extra drinks? Where's, uh, where's the daiquiri I ordered? Bitch, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, like, uh, can you get those two people over there? Like, yeah. give me somebody at the booth. And uh-huh. I had to run in the booth. Yeah. No one's respecting you if you just took all their the money. All the jobs, yeah. Yeah, you got all the jobs? <laughs> You the Jamaican, not me. That's what I told him. Like you the fucking Jamaican. Uh I'm from the islands, bitch. It's sugarcane and palm trees (laughs) on all the islands. You Jamaican. Uh So, um, we we fell out because literally, I lived in North Hollywood. I lived in North Hollywood. I would have to um, walk to the train station, Universal. Mm -hmm. You know what the Universal? Yeah, yeah. I would take the train into Hollywood. Mm Hollywood and Highland. Yeah. Walk to the bus stop at La Brea <laughs> in Hollywood and Highland and take the bus down to the Comedy Union. I would straight shot down La Brea, uh-huh. get off at, Le- at La Brea and Pico, yeah. and walk up to the Comedy Union. I did that shit every Friday and Saturday. Every Friday and Saturday. Uh-huh. And at the end of the week, ends paid me $75. <laughs> this is fascinating. 70 70- for, for fr- working Friday uh-huh. and Saturday, yeah, this motherfucking mm-hmm. mongoloid gave hey. me seventy five dollars. Mm-hmm. He's my dude. Yes, he's helped me. Yes, but seventy five dollars <laughs> to take the money, play the music, yeah, help you clean the club up at the end of the night, mm-hmm. and for for, for for performance. Yeah, I think he paid me five dollars to perform. <laughs> I did more work around the club than I did on the fucking more stage. labor and cleaning the shit. So. Yeah. I, I went away. I was like, I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing. I'm the first host of First Impressions at, at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. At, at Chocolate Sunday. Yes. I did that shit three years. Yeah. They never paid me. What? Pookie never paid you me. You might what? have checks. You might have checks. Pookie, waiting. Pookie. Call the accountant here. Leland. <laughs> yeah. Wigington. Mm-hmm. Also known as Pookie Wigington. Mm-hmm. Who's had... The longest running show here at the Laugh Factory yeah, yeah. called Chocolate Sunday mm-hmm. that he made with Chris Spencer yes. that Tony Rock gave them the name for yeah. never paid me one time when I hosted First Impressions. I never got... And they were making $25 a head to get in this club. Thousands. And you yeah. couldn't give a comic that opens up the show for you mm-hmm. $25. Yeah. All I asked for was $25. Yeah. That's what you were paying the other comics that's on the show. Yeah. I'm hosting a portion of the show. Yeah. And every time Chris couldn't make it, mm-hmm. they would go and get another host to host the show. And I'm like, bitch, I host the first part of the show. Yeah. Why can't I just host the whole goddamn thing? The whole thing. They only let me do that twice. And the only reason they did it twice is because Chris just didn't show up at the last minute. Yeah. So I had no choice but to host. So why do they be so hard on you when you're, when you're funny? If you were doing well. Yeah. Yeah, if you're talented, what? Are they hazing you? What was the point of all that? Because everybody in L.A., every mm-hmm. club, every manager, every agent thinks yes. they're doing you a favor. True. Which sometimes they are at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. They pay you what you they pay you because mm-hmm. they like I can't pay you a whole lot of money because I'm doing you a favor by allowing people to, to see you here. perform. Yeah, but at the same time, this is not a comedy club without me. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, blueberry muffins aren't blueberry muffins without blueberries. Right. <laughs> just some muffins. It's just muffins, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you need the blueberries. Yes. So just know that mm-hmm. I used to fucking. And then have to find a ride home in yeah. the night because the train stopped running at 1230. Uh-huh. 
That was nice. I had to take the bus. Uh-huh. That was before Uber. Yeah. Because I had a flip phone. Yeah. You can't get the flip. You can't get an Uber app on a flip phone. <laughs> uh-huh. I did this for years. Yes. So when motherfuckers come to me and they tell me about these up and coming comics, mm-hmm. oh Malcolm Barrett or Gerard yeah. was coming, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Because ain't none of them did all will ever work mm-hmm. as hard as I had to work. Yeah. None of them have ever been lied to as much as I have been lied to by agents, mm-hmm. managers, club owners, producers of shows, yeah. and other comics. It just, it hasn't. So how did things, oh, sorry, how did things change for you when you did Last Comic Standing? Did that give you a big boost? No. People assume those kind of things are going to be the holy grail, and they I aren't. I had a job. This is crazy, but I had a job. I was at work. I took a, this girl I was dating at the time. Well, not really dating. She, she wanted, Nobody I, cares. I did. This bitch. Um, hey, she don't call her a bitch. I know she, cause she she got married and then she hit me back like I think I made a mistake. And I was like, <laughs> she like uh, uh, late, whatever. <laughs> um, somebody she hurt. had a job mm-hmm. at this um uh, uh what they call it infomercial place mm-hmm. and she gave me a job doing PA work or yeah. whatever helping out around the office. We talked longer than an hour, mm-hmm. haven't we? I yeah. knew it was gonna be this way when you got here, so he can edit it. They can cut it out. I knew it was gonna okay. be long. We're good. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. Uh, she got me a job at this PA, uh, being a PA, like helping out office assistant or whatever. Yeah. So when I shot last comment, because I didn't want to do it. Of course I didn't, you didn't. Because Barry Katz, all these people were emailing me on, a, on this is during the time of MySpace. Mm-hmm. Come do it. Come do it. Come do it. Come do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Like, I turned it down three yeah. times. Yeah. Really? They were like, no, you should do this. This would be good for you. Yeah. I don't want, I don't like competition. We're not going to treat like competition. It's going to be different. It's we're a big ass contest. Sure. It's a big ass All it is a contest. So eventually they told me to come down. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to wait in line. I said, and I was, I was Vietnamese. I wish they would be it. like open call waiting line. They, they said, told me, they said, uh-huh. I'm not coming down if I have to wait in that long ass cattle line. I'm not no. doing it. I'm not doing no, I said, I'm not doing no B roll footage. <laughs> Are you interviewing me in front of after the I, people? After I don't do well nothing, or do well, either nothing. one. I don't want to do none of that. Yeah. I, I'm a comic. Mm-hmm. They said, no, it won't be there. We trust me. Yeah. I went and did it. And um, when I got on, I made it. Mm hmm. Going to the top ten, and the show first aired. I was on Twitter, and my phone just started blowing up. Yeah, like I had fucking messages on Twitter like mm-hmm. follows, 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 yeah, yeah, follows. Yeah. Like, I, like I think I got like a thousand followers, mm-hmm. and everybody like this guy Moranzi it was fun. This guy Moranzi. Yeah, I started crying. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Sorry. I'm not joking. It's beautiful. I went crying because. I was crying because I was sad that I was at a job. Oh, and all these you had a job back then. Didn't I just that's, say that's what? Yeah, he was, he was doing PA I work. I said I was doing PA work. I'm sorry, I'm listening, but you know, you're not. I am, but I'm thinking about what I thought I knew Fucking versus David what you're telling me. Interview like so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you got a movie coming out. Right? So that's around the time that I met you. That's why I'm surprised you had. Because I, I remember you no were one, so. No one. It was 2010. Nobody yeah. knew I had a job. I was okay. literally going to an office every day, yeah. fucking making copies, doing like. It was a secret? No, everybody in yeah. this fucking shitball city yeah. got a job. Yeah. That they don't want nobody to know they got. <laughs> every comic, every actor, uh-huh. every cast, and everything, everybody got a real fucking job. No, they don't. They do. Not a lot of them do. Uh, I know, a lot of them do. Th- yeah. The, the comedy is the mask. Yeah. The real person is that motherfucker that has to get up in the morning and go to that in, goddamn job. In his job. cubicle. Yes. 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 So I had this job. 
and I was signing, I was literally signing people in mm-hmm. to be a part of this workout session they were about to do. Yeah. And my phone is just blowing up and my blowing up and blowing up. And I just, I started crying because yeah. I was like, this is, this is what I've been waiting for uh-huh. when I'm at work. Yeah. I really can't enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see it. I didn't the, get to see me on the last comment. The set? Nothing. Okay. I've never seen any footage of me. You still can, can't you? you I probably could. I just, yeah. ne- I just never bothered to look. I just, yeah. I, I've never seen me. Mm-hmm. I, I've been on TV several times to do yeah. stand-up. Uh-huh. I've only seen myself once. Why? Maybe twice. Why? My Tonight Show set and my Comedy Central Half Hour. Those are the only two things I've you don't like. You don't like watching yourself? I can't watch myself. And then at the time, when I was booking all these TV shows, mm-hmm. I didn't have cable to watch myself. <laughs> That's like me with Showtime. Have you seen? No, I don't got that. that Literally, that, I don't got that station. I did, uh, <laughs> I did Comic View. Uh huh. You had to have cable to watch BET. I never saw that. You couldn't get a girl or somebody that had cable. I wouldn't fucking patronize no chick to be like, "Hey, I think you're cute. Can I watch your TV?" <laughs> I'll just go to the fucking uh-huh. library. I'll go to sit in Best Buy. Y'all got no, cable? The Beverly Hills in in, in the Hollywood. Uh huh. They have the, the television library. You can go do. look at yourself okay. anytime. Good to um, know. I uh, and then I did I did last I did Comic View. I never mm-hmm. saw that. I did the Apollo in 2007. I yeah. never saw that. Uh-huh. I did Carson Daly show when he had his show. Yeah. I never saw that. I didn't. Why? I had no fucking TV. I had no fucking I have not. More people have seen me than I've seen <laughs> me. And I'm the one doing the performance. Do you have a TV now? Yeah. With cable? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Look at you all growing up. I finally caved in. But no, nah, I really, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't, I, I did Wanda Sykes. I did Comedy Central. I did an episode of Wanda Does It. She had a show on uh, Comedy Central. I remember it, yeah. And I did an episode of that. Never saw it. Really? I don't know what the fuck I look like. So. <laughs> I, did, I did an episode of Jamie Kennedy Experiment for uh-huh. WB. Never saw it. Don't so, it like. you got a comedy, a Comedy Central special. You had a half hour. When was this? How long ago was this? 2012, and I didn't enjoy it. Why? I, I liked your outfit. I liked your set too, but you, I liked your outfit. Thank you, Russell Peters. Yeah, what he do? He bought the outfit. The whole outfit? And then stopped being my friend. He's still. Like, I was about to say. Friend, oh yeah, my I mean, god. He's not really. What? Uh, <laughs> he's not. I'm not. I'm not. Yes, he in is. That tax bracket. Oh, stop it! All Ain't right. got nothing to do with being his friend. Okay. Um. So how do you feel about? Because I know I text you with the the Netflix thing, and all you text back was I hate Netflix. That's all you said. About what? About the 47 specials they're putting out. What do you think about that? I don't give a Remember fuck one time you talked to me? You literally, for 45 minutes, I didn't say anything. All you did to me, did talk talk to me about was how comedy is dead. It is. You mentioned every avenue that they were putting uh, specials out on. All they've done since that speech you gave me was double down on that. <laughs> how do you feel about that? I don't give a fuck no more. You don't care? You know why? Why? Because getting on TV... And having your jokes broadcast, I mean, you gotta go write new jokes. It burns the fuck out of your material. I, I write enough where I'm, I'm a kingpin. Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. never gonna run out of fucking jokes. Well, you have ever. we have minds and imaginations. Ever. I'm never gonna run out of jokes. So the idea of me ever running out of material doesn't bother me. Do I feel bad that I got jokes that I've done before that have never seen the light of day because mm-hmm. I just forgotten them? Yeah, yeah. So you don't have that the whole slow my joke thing. You don't care because you're like. It doesn't bother me. I'm like, I can write a new one. A lot of people have uh, stolen it from me. Lifted from you? Yeah. Name one joke. Ron G is stolen from me. I didn't say pay people's names. I just said oh. tell me the joke. Ocean stole from me. All right. All right. What's the joke? Tell me one of the jokes. Because we're going to go soon. You've been oh, here for three uh, days. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
uh, I used to do the joke about how I wanted to be a ninja yeah. when I was younger. Uh huh. Because I liked the fact that they would throw smoke down yeah. and disappear. Like, that's the only reason I wanted to become a ninja. Like, and the flip stars heard, and shit like I've that. I've heard so, you, you know who would do that joke. That, that was yours? Yeah. Really? Ask Sidney Castile. He'll agree with me? Sidney Castile was there when I wrote the joke. Okay. So, I do the joke. I talk about how I throw smoke down. I want to be a ninja. And But he, he, first of all, he lifted the joke, but because he lacks creativity, he was not able to maximize the potential of the joke. So, I do the joke about how I wanted to be a ninja when I was younger, and but my mom couldn't afford ninja school, so... Mm-hmm. You know, um, <laughs> I do the, I do the whole joke because uh-huh. I would watch Kung Fu Theater on Saturday mornings <laughs> mm-hmm. and fucking they be like, oh, Ninja Vanish and throw yeah. smoke down, and I'm like, God, I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And one night uh, I did a joke and got off stage and this white man came up to me he was like, ah oh, man, I love that nigga Vanish Vanish joke, and I was like, I didn't I didn't say nigga, I said Ninja, <laughs> ninja. and he was like, oh oh uh okay, and then he throws smoke down <laughs> and then he disappeared. <laughs> The first joke I heard you do, I did not know you yet. I found out about you when I, Ontario Improv, their promotional video before they begin the show, you were in the promo video. Your joke was, I have the same amount of money in my pocket now that I did when I was nine. And I I was like, this guy is, I thought you were 11. I did not know you were a grown ass man. (laughs) I'm like, whose kid is doing this funny joke? And then I met you and I was like, oh, you're the one from the video. And you were like, who are you? Why are you yelling at me? So. I have a, it's gonna sound morbid. Of course, everything you say sounds morbid. I think I, I think I've come to terms with. Everybody's not meant to be famous. Yes, don't say that. You're not. You're nowhere near done. No, I'm not done. But I'm, I'm okay with knowing that. I've been the guy who has been ahead of the curve the entire time. Mm-hmm. I've always been too early to the to the show. Okay. I was. All I've right. always been too early. You're famous to the show. You're popular. You're not a celebrity, but. People know who you are. Every comic knows who you are. You're what respected happened? in your community. Yes, you are respected. You may not be where you want to be. We may be, think you're an you, asshole, but, you're but not, we know you're, you're not good. A nobody. I'm not not a nobody, but also I don't listen to what people say about me. Yeah. And I don't know anybody. It's going to sound. Gonna you don't sound. know me and I know you. There you go. Yeah. I know what, well, they, I know I know know. what they said about yeah. you. Um, but they don't know you. I don't think. Yes. I have more than 10 real friends in comedy. Am I one of them? Yes. Yay. Literally yeah. 10. Uh-huh. Everybody else is full of shit. Okay. That's a good number. I mean, it's like real. It's like quality, re- not like quantity. Real. More than I got. It's like real. I'm just talking about just from, this is just for the comedy yes. fraternity. Uh-huh. I'm not talking about real life where I have real friends. Mm-hmm. But as far as like real friends in yes. comedy, uh-huh. I think I may have. Ten. Yes. And I'm and I'm and I'm I may get stumbled uh-huh. on out the gate on that. But um I've come to terms with my role in comedy. I got sad when you when you booked In Living Color and the show never happened. When was it what year was this? Two thousand twelve. Really? Because I was shooting my I shot my half hour special yeah. at the same time we were writing uh-huh. the show. Yeah. And Keenan Y'all started writing? Y'all began? Oh, yeah, we hit, hit the room? We shot it. You shot it. We shot it. We shot a pilot episode for the new reboot. And that they, they they couldn't even air that. It shouldn't be aired. Why it wasn't good? You were part of the team. Well, why wasn't it good? Sometimes because things none, aren't none good. of the sketches that I wrote. Yeah. Got shot. Yeah. And I'm not saying that mine would have made it better. Your sketches are like sh- putting a bitch on, catching on fire, and then making that a joke. Like you're <laughs> sadistic. 
<laughs> Why are you making a face like that's close to the one I wrote? I'm just trying, and I'm also trying to find out if there's something there. <laughs> um, uh-huh. When I was shooting my half hour, I had to go to, they wanted me to come to Boston yeah. for three days. Yeah. And Keenan only gave me two. Mm-hmm. So literally. He couldn't. And he didn't need me. It was just a power thing. Oh, yeah. was just, and I think he was also mad at the time because James Davis was writing on the show. Yeah. And James Davis kind of like dipped out and uh-huh. lied and went and auditioned for SNL. Uh, uh-huh. Ooh. And, and Keenan found out. Uh-huh. So anything after that, he was like, ain't nobody auditioning for nothing. <laughs> ain't nothing going on. Uh-huh. Y'all going to be in this motherfucking dungeon <laughs> and going to write out some fucking dated-ass comedy sketches uh-huh. for me. Uh-huh. And so he told me I only had two days. So I literally got off work, flew red out of Boston. Yeah. Filmed my special that day. Yeah. And had to be back on the plane the next morning to be back. That's the life we all want, though. That's fantastic. That's I so sexy to me. I didn't get to enjoy it. You didn't? Why? Dude, I was... T- I, when I got working. off work... Yeah. When I got off work that, that Tuesday night... Yeah. And flew out to Boston... Uh-huh. And arrived that morning... hmm I was performing that night. Yeah. <laughs> And then they wanted me back the next day. Okay, now that's so stressful. I didn't get to. I didn't get to network. Uh huh. I didn't get to hang out. I didn't get to watch other people's sets before me. Like uh-huh. I just fucking, and I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing worse than a long set when you sleeping. And then I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I did not. I didn't enjoy the experience. And did you write on Boondocks? Yeah. How long we wrote on Boondocks? I'm sorry, it's going so long. Oh, I, yeah. I know I had so many questions. Probably like a month. Really? A month? One month? Cause that's all. That's how long it really takes to write the episode. How was that? Not fun. Which episode was it? I want to find it and look oh, at it. Oh, was fun. Which, uh, which nothing episode? You, nothing you've done is fun. Do you recall the episode you wrote on? You know what's funny though? What? Nothing I've done has been fun, but I've been appreciative. Yeah, yeah. Nothing pays the bill. It's nothing. Not, nothing's fun to you. Nothing I've done thus far has been fun. This list you just dropped on me that I already kind of knew about. That's what I was laughing because he's like. I did. I did. Uh, Last comic standing wasn't fun. I did my comic half hour fun. wasn't fun. I wrote for In Living Color. Not it wasn't fun. fun. Like, you ain't have fun yet. Those are all my dreams, and none of them were even fun. When, even when you go off to a random state or city, and it's about you, and you're headlining, and it's a good paid payday. Isn't that fun? That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. Comedy's fun. Yes, but oh, but the high pressure job jobs are not fun in comedy. Because no one in no entertainment, one, no one in entertainment is happy. Well. Oh. No one. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, another another topic. I didn't know there were so many people who were depressed. I didn't realize this. And you have been very honest and vivid on social media about, you know what's funny about this? your depression. You know what's funny about me? What? I came out here before Gerard Carmichael. Yes. Everybody used to think when Gerard first moved out here. Yeah. And I'm not taking nothing from Gerard. Yes. People are like, "Yo, it's a guy here that reminds us of you." And I'm yes. like, "Who? It ain't Gerard Carmichael." Uh huh. And then Ida introduced me to him. Yeah. And I said, hey, man, you're from North Carolina. That's cool. Uh, you know, we should, be, we should, we should connect so yeah. we know each other. Uh-huh. And he's like, all right, man, you know how to brother. Yeah, cool. that would be nice, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And I felt bad. I was like, let me get this dude some dates. Yeah. I let Gerard, like, open up or host or something, like, in Ontario with me a couple really? of times. And this motherfucker was like, Pshoom. What? What's he went that? past me. Like, his whole career just, like, <laughs> zoomed fucking past me. Uh-huh. Everybody, I can tell you everybody. Ida has featured for me. Yes. She's doing fine. Mm-hmm. Tony Baker has featured for me. He's doing fine. Yes. Candace Thompson has featured for me. Yes. She's doing fine. Uh-huh. Clayton Thomas has yeah. featured for me. Uh-huh. He's doing fine. Yes. Gerard. I have. Where's, I featured for you once. Yeah, and you. Yes, and Gerard. And, um, yeah. Yeah. 
You're doing fine too. Yes, you're doing absolutely fine. I'm the conduit. I'm helping y'all get to the promised land. Oh, stop it! I'm the I, Harriet Tubman. I want to be an ass. You know what? This is gonna sound mean. When you tell me that you refer to me, I never believe you. Cause I just, I just believe that you believe in me, like in the last thirty minutes. Like I really, cause and for good reason. You're a, a hard nut to crack. People gotta prove it. I understand that. I'm not saying that you deserve this hierarchy I'm putting you on this pedestal, but I understand why you've been in the mentality you have when it comes to letting comics and people into your life. You're very guarded. You're very. How do you just gloss over the question I just asked you about your d- depression? I did, was. Was I not trying to explain it? Oh, is that part of the reason why? Well, stop fighting, you. mom and dad. I don't. I don't understand. It just feel like your parents are arguing because um, you've been very honest I, about I, it on Twitter, when and, I was, and, when and I, I admire that about you. When I first came out and said I was depressed, yes. no one listened. Really? No, Including me? No one gave a fuck. Once again, it goes like, back. yeah, you're a comic. No shit. I know. I'm kind of like you just mean nigga. Walk it off. Like, I didn't know it was like this. Yeah. Yeah. And then now everybody's coming out like I'm depressed. Everybody and it's popular. They're posting it. A I statuses. was depressed before it was popular. <laughs> I'm the first to press now. I'm literally the first person to like really come out uh-huh. and talk about it. I had a conversation with Neil. Bren- I got offended. Neil Brennan yeah. told me I was depressed. And you he didn't said, know? He, I knew, but yeah. I didn't like the fact that he thought he knew because he, yeah. he was on his high horse okay. of like, you know, I know because like I'm professionally like depressed. Because yeah. he, he, he's depressed. He yeah. takes meds and everything. Yeah. He's professionally yeah. depressed. Like he, <laughs> He's been popping pills for years. We don't know about no pills. Stop it. No, he says it on his own. No, he openly talks about it. Okay. He talks yeah. tried every, everything for his depression. All right. Yeah. Like experimental. What's that drug for a horse tranquilizer? Yeah, he's ketamine. Done, he oh, ketamine. He's done, he's done everything to try to help with uh, his depression. All righty. So when he told me I was depressed, I was like, bitch, I didn't ask you to diagnose me. <laughs> I asked you to fucking mentor me, you uh-huh. piece of shit. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck you. Because uh-huh. I, I was like, I didn't call. I, didn't, I wasn't reaching out to you. The problem I always had with Neil was Neil thought that I was coming to him to say, make me the next Chappelle. Mm-hmm. I would literally go to Neil and be like, yo, I in, I admire your, your sketch writing yeah. and, your, and your stuff. Like, your work ethic, yeah. Work ethic. Like, <clears throat> motherfucker, you know shit. Mm-hmm. Teach a bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not asking you to make me. Mm-hmm. I don't ask, I've never asked any motherfucker in this business. Make me famous. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I just say, show me where you get this from. Mentor me. Direct me. Yeah. Let me watch you. Yeah. Show me where the door is. Mm -hmm. All I need to know is how to get in the house. Mm -hmm. Everything else will be taken care of. Yeah. So, and also, I'm just tired now. Of life? I'm tired of, I'm tired of hustling. Mm Mm-hmm. Because every day is a new hustle. Mm -hmm. Every morning you wake up, what's going to happen? I have no idea. Every day is a new app. There's a new way to make it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like by the time you learn YouTube, YouTube was old, and now it's like your phone is your new. Like it's just, it's just, uh-huh. it's too much. And all I want to do is tell jokes, yeah, and, and write scripts, mm-hmm. and it. That's it. You're doing that. You're currently in the myth. Man, I got on Lopez. I was on a TV. Oh show. yeah! Oh my God! I was on a TV show for two years. Yes. And my agent. Could he not was on. Me work. Hey guys, not the George Lopez show, but Lopez on TV. Lopez, TV Land. TV. He was a series regular for two years. That's my first show where I'm, I'm on the poster. Yeah. I'm on the billboard. Like, you were so good on that, this too. This was... You were the funniest one on the show. I'm sorry, George. I know I haven't met you yet, but, but Mirage, I, you were the funniest one on that cast. First show ever. They called me. No, I, Unlisted on Fox. What happened to that? Enlisted. 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 En, I booked Enlisted as a, a guest star role. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we want to add you to the cast. And made you Latino. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but uh-huh. I had booked it. I was I was on my way to uh, Connecticut yeah. to do a show. 
for the week. I was going to do shows for the weekend, uh-huh. and then I got the call Not that the I booked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I came home. I did the episode, and they were like, "We like to offer you some more episodes." They didn't try hard enough. That show was funny. It was. It was. I did out of thirteen episodes. I did seven. Okay. And then you know some time passed, and then I did uh I did Lopez. What was, what was that like? What was it like working with George Lopez? I learned long pause a lot. Yeah, like what? For those of us who are waiting for a series regular spot to happen, what can you advise the comics who are waiting for that call of you're you're on the show and you are a series regular? What's the advice you give us before we last 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 point? Be nice to everybody. Really? Be nice to everybody. On on the cast, hair, makeup, craft services, everybody. The fact that I have to tell somebody to be nice to everyone. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad, but. Mm -hmm. Be nice to everyone. Mm-hmm. Try to learn or at least try to make the attempt yeah. to make people think you want to learn their name. Mm-hmm. These what? people make the show go round. These people make the they show work, happen. They work so fucking hard. They're in the heat. For and hours. Look, you, there are people standing in the heat mm-hmm. waiting on you to remember your line. Yeah. Or deliver it properly. And when you don't and have take seven. Your only job is to... No, your lines. The, the, the line. Yeah. That's it. Every director, g- grip, gaffer, whatever on a set. Yeah. All these motherfuckers just want you to do is know your line. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you're going, if you if you're going to be a dick to me, at least know your line <laughs> so we can get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right? yeah. So I, mean, I used to watch people on sets and be like, "Why everybody so dressed down and kind of sloppy?" And then I realized. They can't wear nothing that's not comfortable. They're here for 24 hours sometimes. And then they got to pick that shit up. And they got families at home. And move it to the next location before they can go home. And they got kids at school. They got a whole life. So Motherfuckers don't see their family. They don't pay attention. It's a lot of work. work. It's a lot of work. So I, Lopez was the first show I was a series regular on. Mm -hmm. You and George hang out now? No. His golf tournaments? You don't go to his golf tournaments? This motherfucker didn't even invite me to the golf. Look, Uh show off the air. Literally I'm, off, I'm off the air. All the air. Yeah, I'm off all, all, all channels of communication. Y'all don't you don't hit each other and say, Hey, happy birthday or happy I holidays? really tried to be I really tried to be George's friend. Like I really tried to say, Let's hang out. Let's, yeah. you know, because he's a Taurus. What do you mean? I'm a Taurus. Uh, oh, the sign. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Taurus. He's a Taurus. You did a show a few times, stand and up de- and he's open depressed. for him. He's depressed. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I understand I understand why you're depressed. I get your depression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We can help each other, mm-hmm. but my it's all about the commas in your bank account. I'm you, not on this level. When you're not rich, they don't want to be your I, buddy. When people rich people don't want to hang out with people that ain't got money. Yeah, because it's like, how can I generate more money if I'm hanging out with a motherfucker that ain't got no money? Yeah, you know what I mean. You hang out with people that you want to be like. Mm-hmm. You are who you associate. Yeah, yeah. So he ain't hanging out with me. He may like maybe one day. Uh-huh. When he gets 70 Yeah He'll hit me up and say Hey brother You wanna come over And I'm like Alright I'll come hang with you that Old fucker sense. Like if I ho- If I hollered at him And said hey I want you to come do the podcast He'll say no But if this becomes huge He'll be like Hey Let if me it, come do your podcast If it <laughs> If it It's everybody Yeah Yeah That's the whole that's business That's not just this you can't do nothing this. For somebody in this business They don't I'm, I'm looking at motherfuckers That have that same mentality Mm-hmm. That if you can't do nothing for them, they don't want to have nothing to do with you. They don't want to talk to you. But as soon as you do one thing, they're like, I always thought you had it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So. What are you working on now before we go? Our three-hour podcast. Uh, I'm writing a book. That you want to talk to us about before we go. Writing a book called Dignity. Okay. What is that? D-I-C-K-N-I-T-Y. You made that up. You should trademark it. 
Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a book where basically like men need to value their dicks the same way women value their pussy. <sighs> I don't agree with any of this, but we ain't got time. You should. No. It, read, read it first. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it an audio book. I want to hear your voice and I listen to it. audio book because people like you. What? Everything's the audio book because of people like you. It's like, uh, you got an audio book? <laughs> I have so many on my audio audible on my app. I'll be honest. I stopped reading books too. I like the audio. Audio because when, when you're driving and all the traffic, audio is how oh, you get these books live, in your head. When you live in LA and you in traffic all the time, <laughs> not got four books a day. Book, podcast, whatever. <laughs> you know I don't listen to no podcast. Neither do I. I can't. I don't it was funny. One. I can't stand a podcast. I, I don't give a shit about your podcast. I don't care about my own. I almost quit every every week. I listen week. to a non-comedy podcast. I listen to like history podcasts, science podcasts. No, I do do. Like I'll do like yeah. nerds, uh, yeah, divitations and shit like that. Geek. What's that? Like uh, horoscopes and shit like that, and astrology. Really? Numerology. I listen to shit like that. You believe in that stuff? It's real. So you believe in it? It's real. If I'm saying it's real. But do you believe in God? No. All right, we don't got time. I don't got time. <laughs> okay, so no. you're writing a book. You know the funny thing about atheists? What? Atheists are the most self-centered people. No shit. In the world, because you know why? You think you control shit. No, it ain't, no. It ain't they, they think they control shit. What? They're so self-centered in the sense of they won't even allow another motherfucker to take the blame for anything that happens to them. Uh-huh. <laughs> they so, it's so about me. Yes. Yeah, it's so about that. they like, you know what? He's like, you can blame God. I don't believe in God. You don't want to let another motherfucker take the fall for you? Like <laughs> the, the fires that... No, I probably did. I had a cigarette. Probably, you know what? I was smoking. I shouldn't have been doing and the, that. And the smoke <laughs> traveled. In the, and there was one spark that my car the burnt, caused. The burnt embers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I'm working on that. And um, I sold... Oh, I sold a show. Oh, okay. To New Form and YouTube uh, Red. Who's New Form? New Form is a company that's financed by uh, Imagine, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer. Nice. And they uh, specialize in helping people get digital content made or turning digital projects into TV shows. You've given me several ideas about me for something. We should work together on something. It won't happen. No, no, no. You can drop an idea on me, but that's different than actually working with me on something. Nigga, I wrote a script and I'm selling a show right now. How many times do you think she's called me the N-word? I don't know. I have never said the N-word so much in my black life. You make me angry and a little bit excited. I like Can't talking to you. It. And to me, you're you're really, your name is nigga, so, Aranzio Vance. I sold, it. I, sold, <laughs> I sold a show with uh, Ron Artest attached to it. Yeah. And we wrote the pilot presentation and we're going to film it in September. And if they like it, they'll... Give us eight episodes. Nice. I pitched a show to Fox, and I, I met with my agent a few days ago. We're going to pitch him to other, to other networks. So I'm in the middle of the show that I created. There you go. Trying to sell it. I know you've been telling me forever you're lazy, blah, blah, blah. I've never been lazy. You just don't know what's going on in my life. Now, where are you going to be at performing? Are we going to hold this episode for a minute, or is it going to go out right away? Uh, Monday. Monday. Okay. So where are you going to be at? Tell Minnesota. Us July, tw- July 19th through the 22nd, I'll be at the House of Com- Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Tell him to book me. Um, I was there once. That place is dope. I, I hear it's fantastic. Don't he got like three or four spots? Yeah, three spots. You got one in Arizona. If I see one him, one in Edmonton. If I roll, up, if I see him hanging out in LA, I'm gonna roll up on him. Like, hey, you're not. I mean, you should reach out. He's to at him. Montreal. I have, and he's, and he's, he's at Montreal. He, I know, I have, and whatever. We'll get back to that. So, uh, you're at the House of Comedy, the July 20, whatever, whatever. And what's your website? Um, uh, Vance. Events. Um, I am Maranzi Events. Dot. Okay. Dot com. All right. Keep so, cause somebody, cause somebody bought Maranzi Advantage 
as if I'm going to fucking negotiate for my name. Like, but you if you want your name back, what, you'll as, give us $10,000. As hostage on purpose? People, there's, okay, there's a hustle out there. People buy domain. Web, they buy domain names. Yeah. And you have to pay them for it. That's how they make their money. You hear the Russell Peters story? No. Some dude bought RussellPeters.com, made a fake Russell Peters website. So when you go to it, it looks like Russell Peters' website. Yeah. Then when you click the contact page to book Russell Peters, it goes to this other comic. And he goes, hey, Russell Peters can't do that show. He's booked. But I could recommend this comic to do that show. And then he was getting... And he'll recommend himself. Yeah. Can, do, can Russell sue them? That's ridiculous. I think Russell put a stop to it. What a douchebag. Yeah, they stopped it. But, but listen. That went yeah. on. Yeah. I can't be mad at him. Uh-huh. Yes, you can. I'd be mad. I'd be yeah. mad. You scam shit right I'd there. I'd be mad, but yeah. it's like, get, it, be funny. It's, du- it's a dirty-ass scam. Yeah, so exactly. It's a, it's a it's a I bought yeah. my domain name years ago. If I tried to come out now with this ridiculous name on social media, they'd be like, "Girl, you are nineteen. You are Jackie Fabulous number seventeen seventy four. You don't that ain't available." All right, well, guys, we have uh, been here for three days. I knew we would because he's a talker and he has a lot of history, and I don't really know him and well, so I wanted to know who, his background, and I had a good time. He's on his phone now. He is checked out. I'm here. <laughs> Marazio Vance, thank you so much. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me and, and berating me. I appreciate it. I love you. You don't have no idea how much I love you. If you knew, you'd be uncomfortable and you would block me. And on social media, Marazio Vance, everything. Yeah. It's like, guys, he got his bag. Can you just finish the podcast? You're looking around. I'm good. We're not done yet. I, he's sick of us. I know. He's, he's, Ari is doing when you have a party and they make coffee. That's, that's always a sign of, all right, motherfuckers. Ari's like, ah, uh, uh, I'm going to clean this kitchen up as soon as y'all leave. He comes back with no shirt on. He's like, hey. Well, look, in a towel. <laughs> Woo, I just got out the shower. I'm, I'm trying to go to bed now. He turned the AC off. You guys, this Ooh, was a great. God, it's hot in here. Oh, boy, what time? You uh, want some sleep? Uh, my house is on fire. I'm going to leave. Uh, y'all should probably Leave too. Come he's, on. He's eating a sandwich in his boxers. He wants us to go. That's hilarious. Go to com and uh, to get everything, all of my social media. I am at, where am I at? Nope. It'll be too late and I forgot. Go to the website, all the social media. Uh, iTunes, subscribe and listen. This is episode number five with oh, my wow, first my yeah. first boy, Marancio Vance. Man. And uh yeah, oh, man, all man. And uh have a wonderful weekend, guys. Love you. Holla at your girl. <laughs>